Hello, America. Welcome back to America's Podcast. Let's talk live from business, guys. We're back. We have an amazing guest in the house, Andrea Fuentes in the house, uh, our communication instructor at Palo Alto College, right? Yes, sir. How's your day going now? It is a beautiful, wonderful Sunday. I love it. I am very excited about this episode because I know that we're going to be having a lot of students listening in. Yes, sir. So uh, we have, again, Andrea Fuentes. She is a uh, communications instructor out at Palo Alto College, and she is a leader out there in that whole group. Uh, how many people do you, uh, do you teach out there at Palo Alto? So in a given semester, you know, we teach maybe five to seven classes, so we'll have 100, 150, but what we're really aiming towards doing is, right, getting, that, get to, getting to know our majors, our communication majors, and we have around 50 majors, so... Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. These guys don't know, but I actually, when I moved to San Antonio, I uh, started uh, college uh, at SAC. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. What did you study at SAC? Uh, so I was uh, doing a little bit of everything, but it was all aligned into uh, biz international business. Awesome. Uh, so all those business classes, things like that. Of course, I took a couple communication classes. And uh, don't go back and look at my grades, though. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have access to that. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm worried. No, <laughs> no I'm missing. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about what that whole, uh, you know, responsibility that you have at Palo Alto uh, entails. You know, what exactly uh, do you take this, uh, the students through? Um, what is it, you know, being in that position? So within our department, so our department's technically called the Fine Performing and Communication Arts Department. And so we've got uh, the theater side, we have the speech communication side, we have the art side, and so then I lead the mass communication side. And our big goal, of course, is to educate our students um, to make sure that they understand their degree path so if they come in with an interest in communication or if they come in with an interest in marketing or business that they're following the two-year uh, degree plan and path so they can transfer on to what their next set of goals are whether it's to get an internship part-time experience right actually get their feet wet hands-on experience with their passions and their goals and then we want them to finish their four-year degree ultimately and move on and do fulfill their dreams right yeah. dream big and, and do what they want to do. Absolutely, and I, I, I really honestly believe that community college is the best thing to do after after uh, high school, right? Uh, because it, it teaches you a lot of uh, the classes that are important, communication being one of them. Um, so t can you share with us exactly, uh, you know, what areas uh, in the real world would, you know, these uh, students go out and, and pursue these, uh, these careers that, that, you know, from the classes that they're taking out of Palo Alto? Oh, there's so many. So it's so wonderful about teaching and communication. And so I've been teaching now for 12 years. And That's we, awesome. Oh, it's, been, it's been a journey, <laughs> but yeah. a very fulfilling you got to share some stories journey. with us, okay? Because there, there's a lot that happened <laughs> in those 12 years, I'm sure. There is. Good, good things. But so to describe the communication jobs and the market that's out there. It's wonderful to teach in this field because this skill set is so needed. So we call them soft skills, right? So soft skills are these communication skills like conflict management, listening skills, interviewing skills, 
being able to negotiate. Those are all soft skills. Those are some of the hardest to teach. Yes. They require a lot of practice. They require relationships, interaction. And when hiring managers are given surveys of, you know, what are your top 10 items that you want in a new hire? Consistently, the top 10 are filled with communication skills. Right. The top three communication skills. Number one is consistently that they are that they can execute good oral communication. Yeah, I, I love that because, and I always you know tell people you know you can know all the stuff, but if you don't know how to communicate it, that's that's a critical one to get better at. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people think that communication. Um, fully entails in just speaking mm -hmm. you know it could be public speaking it could be given a class it could be so many things um, but the key component for just communication as I've seen over the years and uh, you know uh, training so many sales uh, people over the years and, and just interacting with so many people and you mentioned it it's listening mm -hmm. listening uh, and, and I love that you mentioned that word because that is I would say the major if not most key component when it comes to communication you have to be able to listen to understand what it is exactly that the people are telling you but not only how to listen to it in a way where you can now respond to it in a, in a manner so Correct. that's awesome we teach that communication is receiver based and so in order to know how to respond appropriately to a message you have to Listen well and know what that message is. Ask good questions uh, to get the full picture of a message before you respond appropriately. So yeah, th this field is filled with so many, um, after graduation, so many job positions, anything ranging from human, resor human resources um, going on to, you know, I've had students graduate teaching this long. I've, ha I've seen that full circle of a student in my class a student graduate, get a job in the field, and then offer internships back to my students. Wow. And to see that full circle is absolutely amazing. So I had a student who got a position as a communication uh, director for a city. So they're working for a city. This was back in the Rio Grande Valley. Shout out. 956, Pluto 956. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to do a Spanish one. I'm telling you. like We get asked that a lot. It's like... Sorry. Pueden hacer un español, claro que sí, pero todavía no. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm going to have to share this with my Valley friends now. <laughs> yeah, so yes, 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 yes. But, um, so they became a their communication director for a city, and so that was, I believe it was for the city of Harlingen, and they're still in that position, and so it's really cool to see that, to see them you know, continue to, to use their degree specifically for an entire city. Of course, students then go into the specific field. A lot of them want to work in PR, and so public relations goes off into, you know, you can work PR for a school district, for a business. Uh, our own campus has a team of, you know, five or six people who have their degrees in communication. Wow. So there's, I could go on, and there are hundreds of uh, yeah. you know, available positions just with this field of communication. So it's a very valuable degree. And yes, you will see me or hear me talking about it quite a bit in my classes. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you left me thinking on the 956, right? Is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, I would love to just pivot real quick and to um, for you to tell us a little about how did Andrea Fuentes get into communication, to teaching this communication? What, uh, you know, uh, led you into that direction? Uh, there must have been a pivotal point in your life where, it, and you were like, "Oh yeah, that would be amazing to teach." 
uh, teaching is 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 a uh, a critical thing, you know, to to want to become uh, very difficult, and not a lot of people um, can can be great teachers. There's a lot of teachers, but you sound like a, a an incredible teacher out there. Uh, well, thank you. I, you know, I think it to find your path. Sometimes it's trial and error, right? You you take a class here, or you try out a thing here, and you go, "Oh, wow, I'm really interested in this. Yes, I could pursue a degree in this." Uh, for me, I, I do think it was a unique situation. Um, I knew I had a passion in communication, and it started very young. And I really think that this was just something God put into me, into my heart, as a as a skill and a gift and you know he gives us in my belief we all have gifts and for me it was started young so in the second grade when i was eight years old i started with storytelling competitive storytelling and i just you know sometimes it's hard to get people to talk and just say hello and how's your day with me any spare moment i could get to tell someone a story i wanted to share a story it was just i think it was just innate and so i competed in oral speaking events throughout my childhood into high school. And so when it came time to pick a major for college, I knew I got to study communication. It's been something with me since I was a kid. It's been instilled in me, a passion in me since I was young. And so I didn't know what I was going to do with that communication degree, though. And I think that's where a lot of our students are. They know they have a passion, they have a talent, they have a gift. But then what, what do I do with this? Right. And they kind of figure it out along the way. And that's what happened. My college journey was so critical because I needed to go through that to find out what I was going to do with that skill set. And sometimes it takes mentors and right. someone to say, hey, I noticed you can do this. Did you know there is an open door in this area that you can use that skill in? Or there's a, a place for you in the corporate world here. You know, it's, it, sometimes it does take a community to notice that or a person or a mentor to do that. And so I thought I was going to use my communication skill set to go into PR to do what my student was doing, where PR as a communication director for a city or yeah. for. But my senior year of college, and I was still figuring out, oh, I'm going to get my master's, but what do I, what yeah. do, I do? And a, one of my instructors, uh, Dr. Mote, I'm going to mention his name because he is a big reason why I am on the path that I am right now. He is currently the president of University of Colorado Pueblo. Wow. And he pulled me out of class one day, well, you know, after class, and he said, Andrea, I think you would be an amazing fit for our master's program. I've, I would sign up to be a graduate teaching assistant. We need talent like you with this new program that we're going to build. And it was kind of a, a pilot group of students that were going to go through this uh, new communication program. And at the time, this was at University of Texas Pan American. And I was like, really? I was honored. Yeah, I was Jeez. chosen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, sure enough, that day I grabbed that application, filled it out, and part of this experience as a graduate teaching assistant is we got to shadow a professor for a class. And that was my first taste of being in a classroom. That's awesome. And the moment I got that experience, I was like, yep. That's for me. This feels right. So, Andrea, you, from when I'm listening, you went into from, you know, second grade, uh, enjoying telling uh, stories. By the way, uh, storytelling is the best way to even uh, communicate. Over the weekend, I was at a, a conference uh, at Milet. Most of you guys know Ed Milet. Uh, and I tell you what, he had a message 
and another message and another message. But every message that he was giving, it had a story behind it. And that's what sticks to people when you're communicating to them. It's the story, right? And in sales, uh, I tell all these, uh, you know, all the, the, the sales uh, professionals I work with, um, you know, uh, uh, facts tell, but stories, uh, stories sell. Uh, so you got to be able to how to how to uh, communicate uh, with the stories. Uh, so you went from being a great storyteller in second grade, uh, early early in your career, uh, and and going uh, through high school, right? To, I'm assuming you took again, you, like you say, some more communication classes, and then uh, into college, now at university, and being chosen, uh, and then you got your taste of what teaching was like. Uh, that's amazing, uh, and and I, I'm. I don't know if you realize this, but that was you like you said that was your pivotal point from where you was like, okay, now now I, I'm passionate about this. I was great at it since the time that uh, I was in second grade. I'm gonna pursue this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward. And I'm gonna do the same thing that this professor has given me this opportunity, and do the same thing for other young uh, individuals. So that's awesome that now you're in a position to do just that. And wow, it's amazing that now uh, you know we're sitting right in front of you. Uh, being able to to listen to you uh, and to hear your story. So thank you for sharing that. I think what's so wonderful about having a mentor like that or having an experience like that is um, it's so wonderful to have that kind of person to look up to. Uh, and that, that happens a lot with communication is as we're trying to find our voice when we're young, we sometimes look up to someone and to see how you know how, what works in that environment or what works with that person and how, what are some effective communication skills. And he was one of those that I think a lot of us in the graduate program modeled some of our conflict management skills and you know a lot of our uh, communication skills through what he was doing because he was literally an expert in communication. He would train rocket scientists at NASA yeah. how to communicate with each other. Well, that must be no tough. exaggeration. So we So we learned so much from our mentors yeah. and model that and then we go, wow, that experience was so impactful for me. Now it's my turn to yeah. model that behavior now that I'm in this leadership position um, and continue this cycle of keeping that eye out for our talents and for skill, but also to empower the student that maybe hasn't found their voice yet. Yes. Let's practice that. You have a voice. I see it. I know it. I can recognize it because I've been in this field, right? I know what this looks like. Let's give you opportunities to practice it. And that's essentially what I'm doing and what we're trying to do at Palo Alto College is give them opportunities to be on a podcast and so they can practice their yes. voice. Um, to have a, a TV show so that they can practice their on-camera personality, but also outside of the camera, networking opportunities, mentorship opportunities, so they can just communicate with people, especially that we have students in our classroom right now that have gone two years not communicating yeah. with people or only communicating through people through screen. That's very true. Now, hey, go meet with them face-to-face. -face. Let's make the eye contact. Let's shake the hand. Now that we can shake hands, right? Yeah. The hand sanitizer. Yeah. But, but <laughs> giving them those in-person opportunities and behind the camera, those skill sets transfer yeah. both environments. And that's critical. Uh, you brought the two-year gap, right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of forgot about that, but I, I shouldn't have, right? Uh, uh, but it's critical to give those young people that opportunity. Um, 
But I want to just recap on something that you mentioned about your mentor. And by the way, guys, you guys know how much we, we talk about mentors and how important that is uh, in, 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 uh, in business and life and all that, uh, all, you know, everything overall. Um, but I want to challenge everyone that's on the podcast, uh, listening to the podcast right now. I want to challenge you to do exactly what Andrea did. What she did, she was paying close attention, being a great listener, and really picked out what was that one, two, or three things that she looked up to to the professor, right? So I know you all uh, that are listening have a mentor out there. You have someone that you look up to. Go and actually think through it. What exactly it is that you like about that person? Why do you look up to that person? What exactly, because some of those traits that you see and you look up to that person are some of the things that you're really good at. But you just need that little push, like Andrea said. You need that little, uh, that little, uh, that little boost, right? Uh, maybe you just need that one conversation, but look through it. What is one, or, one, two, or three things that you look up to on that person that you want to be better at? And, and, and connect. Go out there and shake the hands. Go out there and have the conversations. Go out there and put yourself in front of uh, situations like that so you can become better at it. Uh, I want to challenge you guys to leave you with that challenge today. That's a great challenge. Yes. Uh, very important nowadays to go out and, 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 and put yourself out there because it's not just about being out there online, which is easy. Anybody can do it with a click of a button. But going out there and actually, you know, being what we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I notice a lot of our students, because they've gone through two years of being, you know, at home or, you know, it just not as social as they're used to, a lot of the people that they do look up to uh, might be YouTubers, might be people that they may not have a a personal relationship with. And so, yes, some YouTubers might exhibit excellent communication, but uh, I guess another challenge would be find someone in their life that they have, that's personal, that they have a relationship with, that, uh, that they can model some yes. of that behavior. It just reminded me, in my speech 1311 class, which is an intro to communication, intro to speech communication class, I have them do an assignment called their communication rule model. That's and awesome. the key in that assignment is for them to find someone they're close to. And, you know, they think, oh, do I interview someone in the field or do I interview? Yeah. No, interview someone you are currently connected to that you're close to your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, aunt, uncle, brother, sister, someone you're close to that you really admire their communication. You go, gosh, they're so good at striking up conversation with people. I know for me growing up that was my mom because she could be at HEB, she could be at a grocery store and strike up a conversation with anyone. Oh, what are you buying there? Oh, I have green beans too. I don't know, you know, they they would strike up a convo and it was so easy to her. And I remember thinking, how does she do that? How does she just talk to anybody? And so the assignment is to find that person in their life, ask them any 10 questions, essentially have a conversation with them and then pull those skills out. Gosh, I, I, I learned that they were a very good listener and that's why they were so good at striking up combos with people. Or I learned that they didn't let their their anxiety get in their own way. They just yeah. wanted to connect with people. So uh, that's one of my favorite assignments because they, they get to know someone in their life they see every day just a little bit better and specifically with their communication skills. 
Absolutely, and and, and uh, wow, you got me thinking, right? Because that, yeah, that there's some, you know, there's always someone that you can reach out to that is doing, you know, ten times better than you on on that specific matter on what communication since we're covering about. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, tell me about. Um, I want to hear another story because again, we love stories here. Okay. Uh, so tell me, um, over those twelve amazing years of teaching. Um, who, what, when, where, why? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, tell me a student that, that that you would say, "Wow, like I, I, you know, if it was uh, if it wasn't for Andrea, that student wouldn't reach that goal, right? Uh, or, or that student that that is like I would say your success story, right? Um, pick one. I know there's many of them. Uh, after 12 years of teaching, but pick one, and 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 uh, I really want to share with our uh, listeners, um, you know, that great story of you know, from from you. I, I I'm thinking back to my class in 2019, um, and I have I have two people that immediately come to mind, but essentially these are students who just needed a little, they just needed someone to pinpoint, hey, you've got something really great. Um, don't don't give up on that and uh, I'm thinking of one student uh, her name is Amanda and she uh, was she just exuded so much talent and usually with those students they're already they come in as leaders and they may not they may not realize it and so she just naturally would come in and be able to lead her peers and so that year, there was an internship program that just so happened to land on my desk. It was with uh, Amazon. And so they were Amazon student ambassadors. And so this is working with a huge company. Yeah. And part of this internship was the student could get an all-expense-paid uh, training in Seattle. Wow. Her and another student, I recommended them both for this program, and they both got it, and they both got to go to Seattle and have this experience. And she came on a campus, and this was like their first marketing internship, and she just shined. That semester, the school highlighted her as their like uh, um, highlight student, and I just saw her. This was a student, mind you, the first semester I had her, which was a, f- a few semesters prior, in another class. And that's the beauty too. When they take your class, yeah. when they take you for another class, it's like I've done something right. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but she was in another class, and I remember she was very shy uh, with her first speeches. To go from that to then a few semesters later, she's landing an internship with Amazon, and every week wow. she's holding a marketing table to get students to learn all about Amazon student services. Just those types of opportunities make me so happy because it's just a student walking in their skill set in their purpose they're no longer hiding they're showing and they're allowing their light to just to shine and so i think of amanda well that's awesome thank you for sharing that and i and 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 just from hearing you sharing that i i think of the responsibility that we all carry or should carry of being able to take that one person take that you know that one or two people and, and, and lead them in the right direction, um, you know, through, through what we know uh, and what we can offer to those people. And for in your position, it will be, you know, your students. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited that you, 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 t- you share that story with us. Um, what is it exactly that, um, you know, 
a big question that your students have when they come in to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to your class. You know, what's your biggest obstacle? What is, you know, something that uh, is, is just always that one thing that, that, they, uh, that they might have fear of overcoming, uh, that they have a challenge on? Uh, what is that, you know, can you share with us a little bit about that? I think all of our students have a big item looming over them, and that is time. What do I do with my time? And am I using it wisely? And so they want to know that the investment that they're making in college, uh, what they're, you know, I have a lot of first generation college students who their, their mom and dad didn't go to college. And so they're, they're having to almost prove and overcompensate and say this time that I'm investing is going to be worth it in the long run. Just hang in, in there with me and support me for these next few years and I'm getting my degree because it will be worth it because they can be doing so many other things with their time but they're choosing to be in the classroom to expand their learning to meet people to network to get experiences and opportunities and so it's a big commitment of time and so I think that that is a big question that they have they're asking is the time I'm investing worth it and we, as instructors or as builders of programs, need to say, yes, it is, and to not waste their time either. And so we want to make sure their time with us is valuable. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, very, that's very true. That, and that is a fair question, right, for mm -hmm. students to have. So I want to encourage all of your students that uh, are listening is, um, it is worth it. It is worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, and from a personal perspective, I wish I could have taken... Uh, communication classes earlier earlier in my in my uh, in my uh, life uh, because it is a critical um, component of uh, us as people uh, to be able to, to communicate properly to uh, you know to our peers to our uh, you know our leaders uh, and anybody that we come in contact with uh, communication is just it's just I would say is, is if not the number one thing that you need to become great at if you want to be successful out uh, in the business world, uh, life, uh, it's just, it, 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 it needs to be one of your strengths. And if it's not, you need to go out and go apply for Palo Alto College yes, sir. <laughs> uh, <All right. laughs> and, and take, um, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Fuentes class for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love teaching that intro to communication class that when the very first chapter and the students are asking, okay, so I already communicate. I already have conversations with people. How is this useful? And so we have to present a case before them. Well, you're going to be using effective communication, right? There's communication and there's effective communication. In other cases, there's strategic communication mm -hmm. and how you're utilizing that in your relationships, both professional and personal. I, I and and a thought came into my mind when you say you know personal and, and just communication. There's a lot of and you tell me you're the teacher here, okay? Um, there's a lot of psychology that goes into communication. Am I wrong or am I leaning the right direction there? Absolutely. That's what's so wonderful about the social sciences is they all kind of lean into each other. There's a little bit of sociology in our class. There's a little bit of psychology there. Anthropo you know, there's a lot of, the, of those fields that kind of uh, uh, lean in and overlap. The key with communication is then we take the next step and we say, okay, now that we, we know human behavior, what are we going to do with it? And how do we use what we've learned about the brain or what we've learned about why we communicate? Yeah. Now, how do we communicate? And utilizing that skill set, how do we take the why and turn it into 
a skill set that you're doing. It's a looking at the behavior and, and making sure we can do what we've learned. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, you can be the, 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 the number one, uh, you know, uh, psycho psychology, uh, m you know, teacher. You can be the number one sociology teacher. But if you don't know how to communicate to your students or to whoever you're trying to share that message with or who, whatever, what you know about it, uh, you're going to get pretty, pretty far. So tell us a little bit about uh, moving into um, the projects you guys have at Palo Alto College. Um, I know that we've been into uh, conversations of, you know, wanting to be part of that uh, and seeing how we can help your students uh, and uh, even just starting off with answering any questions that they might have about uh, life and business. Um, but tell us a little bit about the projects you guys have uh, up and coming. So we just launched PAC Student Media, and part of that is we want students to have three different opportunities to practice this mass communication skill set. We want the podcast side, right? We want yeah. to, I mean, this is such an emerging, everybody, right, is involved, yeah. is listening to podcasts, please listen to this one. That's right. It's funny every time, sorry, but it's funny every time, Brandon and I were talking about it, every time someone asks us, you know, what is your podcast, what do y'all talk about on the podcast? I'm like, it's, it's literally called Let's Talk Life and Business. Let's talk. <laughs> we talk life and business. Yep, so we want the students, but there's a strategy behind the podcast too, and that has been their biggest learning lesson this semester, is the planning side. Is there is some prep work, prep work. There's some script writing even, not necessarily that it's a scripted thing, but it is, there's a, a you know, a structure per se, and so they're learning that structure and how to tell good stories mm. or how to interview so that you can make the person you're interviewing comfortable enough to tell good stories. Yes. So it's uh, that dimension. So we've started a podcast this semester. We're not quite as sophisticated as your setup just yet. We <laughs> hope to get there. And then we have the TV side. And we say TV, but this is something that they're doing on YouTube. Okay. And so this is they through this show, about a 15 minute show they're capturing campus culture so what are some mm -hmm. of the events that are happening on campus they're interviewing people you know we just had voting that happened this you know we had the elections right. and so that was one big story that they were telling this past year is you know how do we get registered to vote what does it mean to exercise this voice so they are essentially telling the stories of Palo Alto College from the students' perspective. Wow. And so that's that show. And so, so far we've had two episodes posted of each, and they both got more than 100 views within the first week, so they were super excited. <laughs> we were so excited for them. That's awesome. And then the third one has actually been there for a long time. This is something, so those two are new. Uh, the third one is something that uh, the previous mass communication lead which was Dr. Denise Richter, she established a, uh, what's called Pack Pulse, and this is the print side, the print journalism side. And it operated as like an online blog at the time, along with a printed, uh, you know, sort of newsletter or newspaper to hand out to people on campus, also capturing campus culture, but giving students 
a voice through written form, right? So kind of like questionnaire, or yeah. So this was more like um, this was more of like a newsletter and a newspaper. Okay. But what was unique about it is it was both through print and it was through the a blog. And so they have, I think they have archived all the way back. I think from 1996 or 1998. Wow. She established that. Information that information is golden. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. To look back at those <laughs> yeah. stories. What's going on? Apologies. <laughs> you know those years. And so, so we are continuing her legacy that she left. She retired in 2020, and so that still exists. And so it's the Pack Pulse, which is the print journalism. Pack TV, which is that uh, you know visual storytelling through television. Yeah. Uh, and then the podcast. So well, that's awesome. Well, we, we would be uh, very excited to help you anything that we can on the podcast part of it as well too, as anything else. So I uh, look forward to even, you know, joining Paula Alto sometime soon and maybe going out there and, uh, and meeting some, with some of the students. I know we met with them uh, on our last uh, time that we met with uh, Mr. John Quinones that we had. Uh, so uh, that was fun meeting some of those students. I, I hope they took a lot of it uh, out of uh, just being their president and being able to see how you know it's uh, it's run. Definitely, I wanted to make sure they were in that room so that yes. they could hear you guys and so that they could also see the equipment. Because yeah. when I was given funds to purchase the equipment, I was not envisioning a full blown podcast that kind of emerged organically because the students expressed so much interest out of everything, all the projects that they wanted to do. They wanted to do a podcast, That's and awesome. so when they saw your equipment, they go, "Miss Fuentes, we don't have that microphone, and we don't have that, you know." And they were looking at, they were essentially thinking, "We need to get them. whatever they have." I said, "Take a picture." <laughs> Take a picture. <laughs> and little did I know that we were going to be able to connect yeah. with you, and, and you could help guide us, and you know, all of this emerging equipment and and things that are needed for a successful podcast. No, absolutely. So we, we, we're excited that they're excited. So that's awesome. Yeah, right now we did. So I know that and this is getting really technical into the audio side. But hey, we're, we're all ears. So my students, they are recording their podcast like they would in videos. So they're using microphones like the lavalier mics yeah, and the yeah. editing is, I mean, it took them maybe seven, you know, shout out to my students who had yeah. to edit the last the first podcast that we posted, it took them about seven hours to get oh through all gosh. the footage. And I thought there's got to be a better way. And yeah. Yeah, I know that there is a better way. So we, yeah. we're going to learn from you all. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to learn from you all soon. No, that's awesome. So tell us, is there anything in specific that we can do for you besides that? You know, anything that we can go out and, and uh, you know, do for your students? Uh, again, you know, this podcast goes above and beyond just being a podcast. Uh, we're all about, again, as I mentioned on the last um, episode, is we're giving voice to uh, all of the uh, American people that are doing amazing things, you being one of them, just being a great teacher for, for Palo Alto uh, College, um, <clears throat> and then helping the community, helping, uh, as, as, uh, as we have it on our Instagram, helping the young mind one uh, person at a time, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what we want to do with this podcast. So... Uh, in that sense, what can we do for you and your students that, uh, you know, you guys would only benefit from it? I think the students need encouragement yeah. uh, that they can do it, that they can have a podcast, that they, um, that they do have stories to share. And I think just like before, seeing good examples of that and just being able to 
learn from your expertise, from your wisdom, what you all have learned through this process, I think would be so helpful for them, but the encouragement and letting them know they can. I think they perceive that they're not going to be doing this work until years from now, yeah. but they are doing the work right now. And I think that's very eye-opening for students is the moment they apply for a college degree and they're in a college classroom, they are considered professionals. And the professionalism starts there. And so I think that's good for them to witness that and, and see what that looks like. Have an exposure to mm -hmm. it, so that's awesome. So, <clears throat> well, I think this has been an amazing, uh, you know, uh, opportunity, uh, not only for us, but, um, you know, for, for the community as Absolutely. well. Uh, and so we appreciate having you over. Any final thoughts that you have uh, that you would like to share with, you know, everyone that's out there listening? Well, I think everyone has a story to tell. Just keep telling your stories. We need to hear them. That's very true. Everybody has a story. I was uh, driving with my grandmother, uh, and um, we were, you know, talking. We were driving through my past neighborhood, and um, I just thought about that today. It's funny you say this. Uh, and uh, we were uh, talking about uh, some of the neighbors that we grew up around with, uh, and uh, you know, they they had moved out and uh, you know done different things, just like I did, uh, <clears throat> and. Um, she was like, she said it in Spanish. She's like, I see me, uh, cada cabeza es su propio mundo. And that's, you know, that's very true. Like, every, uh, every mind out there is their own world. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, I want to leave you guys with another challenge uh, for communication. Yes. Um, some of the best leaders that I've came across with, some of the best teachers, some of the best uh, uh, public speakers out there, uh, have managed to be able to become incredibly great at telling their story. So that's what I want to leave you guys with today. Figure out what your pinpoints were in your life and make that the best story that you can tell to others. So when someone asks you, hey Andrea, tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me about you. You're prepared to tell people their story. So the best people I've came across with are just incredible at telling their own personal story, whether it's a specific story but that pivoted their life into who they are now, uh, um, etc. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, guys, we appreciate you uh, joining in. Uh, again, thank you again for, uh, for uh, listening in. We have Andrea, uh, which has been an amazing guest for us uh, in, in, in the podcast. And uh, we look only uh, for uh, being able to help all of those students that you have out there in, in Palo Alto College. So we appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening in, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you. <clears throat> have a good one. Thanks. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to uh, subscribe to all of our social media that we have out there. Uh, do you want to share your uh, social media out there? for? Absolutely. I'll plug the student social media. Follow us on Instagram, at PacStudentMedia. All right, you got that right there. So uh, you can follow us again. We have TikTok, Instagram. We have YouTube up and running now. Uh, we have a few Facebook clips out there. And from what I'm hearing, there might be a great website coming up too as well. So I'm excited about that, guys. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed our new set we have here. <laughs> it took us a long time to come up with it. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thanks. See you.